Hello, thanks for listening to the Total Knee Tips and Pearls podcast. This is Adam Rosen, your host. I'm a fellowship-trained orthopedic surgeon who specializes in joint replacement. In these episodes, I'm going to share with you a lot of my tips and tricks and review classic articles and current implant designs. Thanks for tuning in and on with the show. Hello and welcome back. This is Adam Rosen and you're listening to the Total Knee Tips and Pearls podcast. So on today's episode, we're going to talk about the tibia. And again, uh, like I've stated before, that I don't believe that my way is the best way or the only way. It's just the way that I do it. So I'm going to try to walk you through it. And just as a short reminder, so on previous episodes, we talked about doing our approach and exposure, uh, doing our releases as needed. I do my patella first. We've resected and placed the patella cover. And then we've also done our four-in-one preparation on our femur. So now we're moving on to the tibia. Now, as part of my approach and exposure, when I drill my intramedullary hole for the femur, I also drill my intramedullary hole for the tibia. And again, I like to use an intramedullary device. I find it's very accurate in my hands, but you can use extra extramedullary or other electronic devices such as navigation or other devices. Now, at this point, I place my PCL retractor posteriorly allows me to protect the PCL. And then what I also do at this point is I then release the PCL off of the posterior tibia. Now, not a lot. I don't consider this a release. But again, if you think forward now, once you do your cut, you do your cut, you grab a Lewin clamp or some other device to pull the bone out, and you have to release the PCL off of the cut that you've now made. So what I find is if I can eyeball where I believe the saw will come out posteriorly, I can release the PCL to just below this point, and then I reset my PCL retractor, which allows me better exposure. The tibia translates more forward, and it also protects the PCL better from an errant saw blade potentially injuring it in the back. Uh, And then I tend to work laterally. I'll place a 90-degree bent homen, uh, and I puncture through the meniscocapsular junction, so just lateral to the lateral meniscus, and this allows me access to take out the Uh, lateral meniscus in its entirety, Uh, and then I will have that assistant relax their hand. So we use that mobile window philosophy. Again, I use a two-prong rake medially to take off the anterior third of the medial meniscus, and then at that point, I can usually get a a single point home in, in there to protect my collateral and take off the remainder of the meniscus. I tend to do the meniscus first as opposed to make my cut first. I believe that it allows me better exposure and a better assessment of the plateau. So at this point, I have my retractors in place and I use my intramedullary guide. Now, the first thing that I do uh, is before this surgery starts is I've assessed my patient and I've assessed my x-ray. Do I have a varus or valgus knee? Where is the wear? What is my cut going to look like? And what side am I measuring off of? So if I have a varus knee, for most systems, I'll take approximately a two millimeter resection off that worn side. It may be different on a valgus knee, depending on their wear pattern. But before I set that measurement, I need to set my rotation. So depending on what system I'm using, uh, some have a slap down mallet portion uh, of pegs that will hold it in place. Uh, Some have a guide pin that you can use. The one I most commonly use, we can fit an eighth inch long bit uh, drill into that hole, which sets my rotation. And again, the rotation is really important because we did this uh, or CAD study looking with some of the newer designs that want you to cut seven degrees of slope. And we looked at the variability of what happens if you internally or externally rotate 
that tibial cutting guide. Now, most likely because of the patellar tendon, you're more likely to internally rotate the device. But what this can do is take an excessive amount of bone laterally if you're cutting five or seven degrees of slope, which can leave your cut into valgus. So these are little nuances that you really have to be aware of because every step along the path leads to the end result. So you want to be aware of where you can make errors. So what I will do is I set my rotation. And when I set the rotation, it's not really based on just the tubercle. So if you look at the tubercle, there's lots of studies that show the variability on where that tubercle can be. And if you put variability in your intramedullary hole or where your guide is, and you try to externally rotate because your hole is medial or your extramedullary guide is sitting medial to the tibia, and you try to find that middle medial third of the tibial tubercle, you might overly externally rotate device. So I use my medial um, third of the tubercle as a guide. I look at the line between that and my PCL insertion. And then I also look at the plateau and the patient's natural rotation. So if you take a look, if you're doing lots of unis and you make your cut for a medial uni and what the tibia cut should look like, I'm trying to use that as my anterior-posterior axis. And there's actually some interesting articles that have looked back at this AP axis of the tibia. And if you're not sure that you can reproduce that, once you've set the rotation, what I will actually do is drill a hole in the front and the back of the medial plateau parallel to this line. So once you've done the cut, when you're setting the rotation for your tibia, then you can actually line it up. At least you know where your cut was from front to back. So we've set the rotation. Now I've done my measurement. You can eyeball it. I have certain landmarks that I look for if I'm eyeballing it. Um, and you're looking at sort of that marginal junction where the cartilage comes over. And if you're using your measured resection, you want to set your caliper and then pin your block. And again, I've always recommended that when you pin the block, get in the habit of controlling your hand, controlling the drill, controlling the the drill bit or the guide pin, because if you deviate a couple degrees, that can alter your cuts. So you want to make sure that these pins go in parallel. Once your pins are in, you can remove all of the extraneous portions of that instrument, and then you make your cut. And like we talked about on the femur, I make my cut in the same way every single time. So I will start medially. And again, two teeth of the saw blade trying to come out over that medial border. We've previously removed osteophytes, again, to prevent marginal fracture. So you want to think about this as cutting the medial aspect of the medial tibial plateau, and then the lateral aspect of the medial tibial plateau, and then central front to back. If you're doing a cruciate, cruciate retaining design, you got to be cautious of the PCL. Uh, and then the medial aspect of the lateral plateau. And then lastly, the lateral aspect of the lateral plateau. And the reason that I do this is if you do this correctly from medial to lateral, as you get over into that danger zone where it's harder to see your saw blade and you may be at risk of potentially injuring the IT band, lateral collateral, or patellar tendon, if you've made the cut accurately all the way across, soon as you exit the bone laterally, you're gonna see your tibia cut jump. It's gonna move, it's gonna be free, you know you're done. If you try cutting over there, first, or maybe you cut medial and then lateral before you go central, you're cutting and cutting and plunging and plunging, and there's a greater risk of potentially damaging some soft tissue structure over there. So once you've done this, then you can remove the tibia cut, and then you can reassess. Again, I always go back again, so I will go centrally front to back and make sure, look at my tendencies. Did I make my medial and lateral plateaus where I wanted them to be, or as I came across, say, for a right knee, if I'm right-handed, as I came across the patient, did the weight of the saw drop? And did I cut less on that um, lateral side? 
And if that case, then you can go back and freshen it. Now, backing up a step here, because what I didn't talk about is when I typically do this, my tech will set up my jig uh, for the amount of slope that I'm looking for. And they kind of know based on the system and based on the implant, what we're using. So we set that up. Now, it's really important that you understand slope. And really, we talked about the personality of the knee is looking at the x-ray from the lateral preoperatively. And does the patient have an excessive amount of slope or not that much slope? And when you put your pins in, if you drop your hand, you're going to actually induce anterior slope into your cut when you pin your block. So you have to make sure that the block goes on, you pin it correctly. And if somebody has a lot of slope, the question is, do you want to reproduce that? And you have to then take the next step of saying, what implant am I using? Am I using an implant that dictates I cut at zero or three or five? Or in some of the newer cruciate retaining designs, they recommend that you cut at seven. And then the next question that you have to ask is, well, is the slope built into my poly? Do I have options in the poly if I cut too much slope? Can I add a poly that takes some slope out? A particular company has the ability that if you did cut for cruciate retaining and there's too much slope and you want to kind of increase your uh, flexion tightness by decreasing that space, you can actually add a poly that takes a few millimeters of the slope out. Because if somebody has a little bit of slope and you cut a lot of slope and now they're loose in flexion, you may have caused that by taking more than what was required for that patient. So you have to be aware of slope as well as rotation, as well as the thickness. So now you've taken your cut off and you really want to assess it. Is the cut what I thought based on my preoperative templating? Is it thin on the worn side, thick on the other? If not, you may have induced varus or valgus. Now, the one thing I have uh, people look for too is what's called this fellow's ridge. We talk about resident's ridge doing an ACL in the notch. So it's very common. I see a lot of times anterolaterally you'll leave some bone. So that's why I find that my technique of going medial, medial, central, lateral, lateral, because you're aiming over there last, you're more likely to get that bone all the way across. But if you need to, at this point, you can go in with a ronjor or the saw and you can remove that bone just so you can set your, your tibial template and your tibial implant where it needs to be. So at this point, We've, we've done our tibia cut. You've assessed it. The last thing that I do is if you've done an intramedullary um, cutting guide technique, you have this option is uh, Dr. Caldwell has designed a very interesting uh, device. Uh, this was written up in JBJS a bunch of years ago, and it's an intramedullary planing device, so you can drop it in the intramedullary canal. It has a flattened attachment that has a rasp-like bottom, and I use this as my last piece because I can assess my medial lateral varus valgus position as well as slope. And if there's a little bit of the bone being off, you can actually move this rasp back and forth to make little minor changes. Maybe uh, you're off just a half a degree on one side, or maybe at the end of the case, you're a little tight, but you don't want to take two more millimeters and you're tight in flexion and extension. You can use this rasp just to kind of trim it up and take off a half a millimeter or so of bone to better balance your knee. So again, tibia, um, we have to be aware of your varus valgus knees and where you want to resect and how much bone you should be taking off on each side. You need to know about the patient's slope. What slope are you aiming for based on the implant that you're using and be aware of what you do as far as creating more or less slope on how you pin the device, how you cut it, but be aware of the slope. Be aware of the rotation. And again, don't just focus just on the tibial tubercle, but you have all of these options available to you. So look at the tubercle, look at the PCL, look at the AP axis, 
If you need to, you can drill the holes in the tibial plateau front and back. So once you've made your cut, you at least know the rotation that you were looking for. Be aware of the fellow's ridge. Um, and again, when you make your cut, taking off the osteophytes first to prevent marginal fractures, working medial, medial, lateral aspect of the medial plateau, front to back, centrally, medial aspect of the lateral plateau, and then lastly, the lateral aspect of the lateral plateau. And make sure that you see that tibia cut jump. This way you know that you're through and you can stop the saw blade to prevent potential damage to the soft tissue on the other side. So hopefully that stirs the pot and gets you thinking next time that you're in the operating room on when you do the tibia of things to look for, things to be aware of, things to watch for, and how to adjust your hands and adjust your technique. Um, in the next episode, we're going to get into the balancing, a lot more complex than just the, is my flexion extension gaps balanced or not balanced and what do I have to do? But we're going to talk about all of those different things. Thanks for listening. If you've found this to be helpful, uh, please uh, let your friends know and uh, subscribe so you're updated when the next episode comes out. I'm Adam Rosen. You've been listening to the Total Knee Tips and Pearls podcast. Take care until next time and stay safe. You've been listening to the Total Knee Tips and Pearls podcast. Make sure that you're subscribed so you'll be notified of future episodes. And please take the time to leave a review. It helps other people like you find the show. Until next time, stay safe.